minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Uh, excuse me. Today, uh, today is kind of an impromptu episode. Um, I had written this down for future discussion, and I might go elaborate a little more, but it's just heavy on my heart, so I'm going to talk about it, and the topic today is depression. Um... Just everywhere we turn, everywhere we look, people are dealing with it, dealing with stuff, man. It's it's coming on all sides. <clears throat> people are getting, you know, whether it's finances, relationships, <clears throat> um, you know, school, jobs, just all kind of things coming against people. And and this, um, I would like to say that us in the body are handling it better but we're not because the the depression and suicide rates in the in in the church are just as great if not greater as outside of the church so what are i mean what are we doing wrong what are we not focusing on i mean what's the problem you know and and past episodes i've talked about spiritual warfare which i mean that's always going on so as I speak, I don't want to leave that aspect of it out of the equation because as believers, <clears throat> what we're going through is a direct result of where we're trying to go. And we have a adversary who's doing everything in his power to stop us from getting there. And I mean, it's, uh, it's frustrating. It is very much frustrating. And <clears throat> I'd be lying if I did if I said that I didn't get frustrated by by the things. You know, God'll tell me to do something or put something on my heart. And as I start going in that direction, it's just constant bombardment of stuff. You know, and it, it it's really easy to cave in and quit. So I mean, I'm not talking from a place of condemning or judgment. I'm talking from a place of I get it. I understand. I mean, I have these same struggles myself. It's not like it's not like I'm trying to tell you to do something or deal with something that I'm not fighting with, you know. And when we get to talking about things like this, you know, depression, anxiety, stuff like that, the questions always come up, you know, why? Why is it that bad things happen to good people? Why is all this stuff going on? And one one aspect of that I want to point out, and it's going to be kind of harsh, but I mean, it, it's something that needs to be said. None of us on this planet are above, you know, are above going through stuff. There's, you know, it's not like there's a certain sector of people who are undeserving of going through trials. So that's one answer to the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Because... 
what sets the the quote unquote good people above everybody else that they don't need to experience going through hard times are they what are they what makes them so much better than everybody else that because they're good they shouldn't be going through stuff and that's you know that's a harsh reality <clears throat> we all fall short of the glory so none of us are none of us are above going through trials none of us are quote unquote undeserving of having to deal with struggles again this doesn't make it any easier to deal with I'm, I I understand that but it's just something that I think we should understand and focus on <clears throat> you know and another reason that people go through stuff the quote on the good people go through bad stuff is according to the bible none of us are good you know we we make ourselves good according to our prideful thoughts and actions we think that because we do something a certain way that that makes us good which kind of goes with the last episode of talking about condemnation and judgment you know if if we are you know, in the last episode, I talked about going between grace and and the law. If we are under the idea that our good good actions place us above bad things happening, that is a law mentality that takes you out of grace and puts you into a place of law. So for someone to walk around and be like, well, I mean, and... I give to this, I volunteer here, I don't do this X, Y, Z to people, I don't, you know, I'm not mean, I'm not this and that, That's that all may be the case, but there's some place where even the best of people fall short, they are in a place of, <clears throat> excuse me, in a place of, of uh, saying, you know, they there's... There's that weak area that, that, um, I guess we'll go with that weak area, that weak area where they struggle with whatever the case may be. And, you know, I think sometimes to go with the good things to happen in the bad people, we place good in our own context. We say, okay, well, I don't murder, I don't rob, I don't harm people, you know, so I, you know, I'm good. But, and that's that same person who says that is cheating on their spouse. So how does that make you good? You know, you don't do these other things, but you do that. Or let's, let's add it. I don't cheat on my spouse. I don't rob murder. You know, I don't, I don't willfully harm anybody, but I, you know, I I find angles to cheat on, on taxes. You know what I'm saying? Or. Or I find angles to take advantage of my fellow man. <clears throat> Again, you might do these other things, but you don't do that. Which is what Jesus was trying to get through to the young ruler when he talked to him. The young, I mean, the, 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 the young rich man, I'm sorry. When he came up to him, he's like, Jesus, how do I get in the kingdom? And Jesus, you know, he's like, I, I follow the commandments. I do this, I do that, I don't do that, I don't, blah, blah, blah. And then Jesus was like, okay, well, yeah, you're right. Well, how about you go ahead and sell all your stuff and give the money to the poor and come join me? And the dude was like, nah, man, I don't do that. I don't do that. But then, you know, so 
he's so good, but there's that one spot where he wasn't good and he's selfish. Does that make you a better person because you're selfish just because you're not doing what other people are doing? So, again, that point I'm trying to make with this is we place good and bad according to our standards and not godly standards. And that's why we have things saying, well, why do bad things happen to good people? And, you know, sometimes some of the things that happen to these good people are due to their own fault. You know, you can have people who have, if you, I mean, uh, how many examples? So when people, and I, this is close to home, so people having cancer. Now, <clears throat> my father died of cancer. He had cancer in his esophagus. There was a point where I was like, well, why? My dad, he was a good man. He didn't blah, 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 blah. But you know, there was a point where he smoked cigarettes. Did that have anything to do with it? It could have. You know, he stopped, but his past, he smoked cigarettes. Could that have played into it, you know? And there's that 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 accountability piece that we take out of the trials that we go through. Not everything that we go through is because, you know, the devil is just coming against us. Some of it is our own making. Some of it is things that we placed decisions, choices we made, you know? Again, going back to the last episode, the last episode was talking about free will and how sin was a choice because it is. We have a sin nature that we're so used to that we make choices and these choices have natural consequences. And so some of the bad things that happen to good people are stemming from bad choices. Again, to quote, to go off of the last one, I said it's not bad behavior is not what gets you into hell it's bad belief and that that's actual hell and you know hell on earth bad beliefs if i you know if i decide you know what well i uh, i know what's best for me despite what anybody else tells me and you can't i don't want to hear anybody's you know, whatever you don't t- don't tell me no advice from anybody, <clears throat> and I go and I do something despite what everybody else told me. I can't be mad at God for that. That was my own fault. I made that choice. So what I'm going through sucks. It's hell on earth, but it was a choice I made. Especially when you have wise counsel around you, and the Bible tells us to seek wise counsel. That's one of the reasons why we're supposed to gather in the church, because we have a bunch of people, like-minded people, which should be because we're all Christ-like, or as I've said in the past, Christian, we're all Christ-like, so we should be like-minded. So we come together to get that wisdom from other people. Well, if you forsake the gathering, you could be forsaking that wisdom. And so when you forsake the wisdom and you do stuff or, you know, or like I said, if people are telling you, hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't don't do that. I've been there, this and that. And, you know, it was like, nah, man, you don't know. I'm different. You don't know my life. You don't know me because, you know, that's what we like to say. You don't know my life. You don't know nothing about me. And then we do something and then it doesn't go the way we wanted it to. And then we're mad at God and we're like, well, why do bad things happen to good people? So. 
I want to, all of this is still in the realm of talking about depression. All of this is focusing on that because some of the things that have us in a sense of depression or anxiety are self-made. are things that we, in fact, put into place. It's things that we have done. Now, for the things that we have no control over, life is not fair. And that's that was something I was alluding to at the beginning of this episode. Now, I get it that bad things happen. And there are things that are out of our control and we can't, can, we can, you know, there are things that happen. I didn't have any control over how this went down. Why is it that this is happening to me? Because again, another thing, life isn't fair. There's, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that life is fair. You know, there, how do you respond is the key thing. And one of the reasons we stay in a depressed or anxious place is because something happens and we choose to stay in a place of, of, of anger. We hold on to anger. We hold on to, to sadness. We don't let go, you know, and we hold on to that and it just builds. And that's why we're depressed about things, you know, or we're so worried about things that are out of our control that we gain anxiety about it. And that's not good for our health, you know? And again, me saying this, it sounds so much easier to say, you know, and like life isn't fair. And when we go through things, that's one of the last things we actually want to hear. And I keep saying we, because I am a part of this, all of the stuff that I'm talking to you about, are things that I'm, I I battle depression myself. It's not like, I don't want to sit here and say that I've got it all figured out. I don't. But as Paul said, I do know one thing. I press on towards the mark. The mark is Jesus Christ. That's in Philippians 3, 13. I'm trying. I have my moments, just like everybody else. There are times where things happen and I just can't let it go. I'm upset. But... There has to come a point where you let that go. Like, if you lose a loved one, it's all right to be sad. It's all right to grieve. But when it's not all right is when we hold on to that grief. We let fester in that. And that grief becomes our excuse for how we act. And then five years down the line, we're still stuck in this spot of being angry and, and, and like just in disbelief and we haven't gone through the grief stage and that's not just with you know losing the loved one that's with anything that happens to us i think my belief is that we get so wrapped up in pride that when something happens we like to say well i deserve to be feel this way because this happened to me blah 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 which again is a choice you're right you can feel that way but when you say, I deserve to feel this way, all we're doing is adding more grief to our life. So constantly being mad about something that happened 15 years ago is ridiculous. And I mean, oftentimes being mad at what happened 15 minutes ago is ridiculous. You know, we've got to get to a place where we, we understand that things happen. We've got to shake it off and move forward. That's what Paul was saying. I know one thing. I press on. 
things happen. It sucks. I didn't like how this happened. I didn't like this. But you know what? I got to shake that off. I got to move forward. Because some of it, some of it is, in fact, been placed before us to see how we handle it. And it's supposed to teach us so that we can move forward and minister to other people. Some of the bad stuff that we go through, us quote unquote good people, some of the bad things that we go through are lessons for us so that we could be a blessing for someone else. You hear that? Some of these bad things we go through are lessons for us so we can be a blessing to other people because then we have testimony and we can talk about it to people who are going through similar things. We don't like that because it's painful. But there are things that I have gone through that I, I'm not going to sit here and dance and celebrate that I'm happy about it. But do you know, I've been able to minister to people's lives about who, who lost their parents because I lost one of my parents. I wasn't talking from a place of, oh, well, you need to just get over it. No, it was a place of, hey, I've been there. I understand that sucks. And here's what I did. And after, as I did this, here's where I'm at now. So, again, I want to say it again. Some of the bad things we go through are lessons so that we can be a blessing. I should trademark that. I like that. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, sorry. But so, I mean, but let's be real. We don't like that aspect of going through stuff, but it's not just speaking about loss, you know, somebody who's lost everything and not just grieving over the loss of life, the loss of finances, people who have been in debt up to their ears of bankrupt. Some of these people have come out and are now financial advisors to people to tell them, hey, man, look, that's what I did. You don't want to go that route because this is where I was at. And look, I mean, you can see where I was at and where I'm at. And that that people get to see that with their own eyes and they get to focus on that. And that's OK. Well, I, that's good. I can see that. There's another thing in John nine. Uh, there's a blind man and um, the people are asking Jesus, well, what did this guy do? to deserve being blind was he was it something saying he had was it some saying his parents had because they assumed that because he's blind somebody did something wrong and jesus said basically said it's neither and said he's been he was blind for this moment now to so people can see the miracle when i heal this man when i bless this man so people can see where he's been and where he's at and sometimes some of the stuff we go through is for that reason whether it be physical physical things we're dealing with emotional, mental, you know, or whatever. Some of the things we go through uh, so so we can be in that situation and Jesus can be like, look, I can use what happened here and I can show people where you were and where you where you are now. Again, not always the easiest thing to hear. We don't always want to do that. We don't always want to hear that. We don't always want to go through that. But if we go through the other side, again, a lesson to be a blessing. So we get to stop other people from going through it. And this is one of the biggest things about being a parent is we try to do this with our children because we've been there. Now, I have I have two Bible verses that I want to hit touch real quick to answer the depression or anxiety. 
And both of them are in Philippians. You got Philippians 3.13. That was a free one. That wasn't even a part of the message. That was Holy Spirit. But this one. Philippians 4.4. I have the new King James. Or not the, the new living translation. It says. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Or it says rejoice. The King James. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. What does that mean? That means that. When everything goes to crap, we have a choice to make. Rejoicing in the Lord is the answer to going through depression, anger, holding on to these things. This thing that I went through is hard. It sucks. I don't like it, but I will rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The point of that... (laughs) The reason it says rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, is it's like, look, you've got to hold on to your joy because life is coming to suck that joy out in one way or another. And it could be something humongous. It could be something small. It could be something from some stranger. It could be something from someone in your immediate family. Something's coming after your joy. Again, we have a choice. Whether we choose to hold on to the joy or do we choose to hang on to the emotion that really upset me. I deserve to be mad about this because, excuse me. And you know, some of the case, I understand when they, if someone does you dirty and you're like, I, I, I'm mad, but I get to be mad. I understand. I completely understand that, but it's a choice. Do we hold on to joy, which again, basically rejoicing, do we hold on to that joy or do we let that be taken from us? Which now that makes me think of a song. My wife and I went to see Zach Williams last Sunday and he had that song and he says, ain't nothing going to steal my joy. That's a choice we have because when we're not in a place of joy, We give that up. Things are coming to take it, but according to the Bible, God has given us the means to keep that joy. We just got to focus on him. But in the midst of it, do we do that? And if we don't do that, why are we surprised that depression is so high? Because people don't want to look at the father. People don't want to look at Jesus. They don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit. They want to listen to their emotions. Something something bad happens. We want to say, no, no, no. My emotion is telling me this is how I should act. And that's how we act. And thus, then we're like, well, I'm depressed. And then we try to mask that with all these different medications. Some of which have made the situations worse. I mean, I've been working with teenagers for 13 plus years. And do you know how many suicides I've heard about And some of it is directly linked to kids taking these medications. And some of the kids have been like, I stopped taking that medication because it made me worse. But you know how they were able to not do that, whether they acknowledge it or not. They were able to find joy in something and focus on that joy. So the answer to depression is rejoicing in the Lord. Now, I'm not knocking people for taking stuff. If, if you are presented with taking medication and you believe that God gave them, gave you that medication and the healing is coming through that medication, then by all means, take that. 
because God created everything. So if doctors have wisdom to give you and if God is saying, take this until you can not take it, that's different. But if you're dependent on that drug, that's sin. That's not believing that God can help. Being dependent on the drug is the problem, not taking the drug. So that's what I mean when I say that. And my last verse that I want to talk about, which is basically just a couple verses down. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. This is for the anxiety piece. Now, I know in this, I focus more on depression than anxiety. But, you know, oftentimes they go hand in hand. What God is saying here is, if you quit focusing on everything that ain't right, and focus on everything that is right, and thank God, again, rejoice in in the Lord, that gets you out of a place of anxiety. And in Matthew 6.33, I believe it is, seek first the kingdom, and all else will follow. Again, back to last episode. Our beliefs dictate how we act. Do we believe God? Do we believe that if we seek the kingdom first, all other things will follow? If we believe that, then we won't be we won't need to be in a place of anxiety because we believe that I'm seeking God, he's going to take care of it. If we don't, then we'll be in the same the same spot over and over again, doing the same old same. Yes, and it is Matthew 6.33. So, I, there's another verse that wasn't a part of this originally, but there you go. Holy Spirit led. So, anxiety is not trusting that things are going to go a certain way. That could be finances. That could be being in a car. That could be being around people. That, I mean, anxiety covers all kind of different things but between Matthew 6 33 and Philippians 4 6 and 7 God is saying look follow me seek me trust me I'll take care of that our problem is it doesn't happen fast enough so then we don't think he's doing it but if our belief is right then our behavior will be right. And I'm talking to me just as much as I'm talking to whoever listens to this. If our belief is right, our behavior will be right. So if we believe that God will take care of it and we keep our faith in that, that'll help us from behaving in a place of being depressed or being anxious because we believe that God said he's going to take care of it. He said if we trust him, If we love him above all else and we trust him, then we won't have any issues because God will take care of it. So that that is today. Um, Again, like I said, this was impromptu. I guess I guess it meant that somebody needed to hear this because I've been dealing, you know, again, I work with I work with the youth. So I've been hearing a lot of different things from the youth that I'll deal with. And I've been actually seeing this here and there and. We're dealing with it. So my prayer is that you hear this, whoever, you know, and that uh, all under the sound of my voice, hear it, take it in and apply it. That's my prayer. Now, 
you know, again, that's a choice. So I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Um, We'll be back. This might turn out to be a series. I'm not sure yet. So come back. We'll be back uh, in in a week with another episode. Look forward to hearing or look forward to y'all hearing, listening, and me getting to share time with y'all. Love you. God bless.